Guideline First Look Guideline for Specimen Management by Lisa Croak The updated AORN, Guideline for Specimen Management, provides guidance on managing perioperative specimens, for example, placental tissue, explanted devices, including handling certain types collected during surgery that may be sent to the pathology laboratory to be evaluated. The recommendations discuss transferring specimens off the sterile field, handling, containing, labeling, preserving, transporting, and temporarily storing them, policies and procedures, documentation, quality, and education. Specimen management is a complex process consisting of three phases. Pre-analytical, that is, from retrieval to arrival in the pathology laboratory. Analytical, that is, processing and analysis in the pathology laboratory. And post-analytical, that is, after processing and analysis in the pathology laboratory. Errors most often occur during the pre-analytical phase, which may be attributed to the number of steps and personnel involved in specimen management during this phase. According to Julie Kahn, AORN Senior Perioperative Practice Specialist and Lead Author of the Guideline, the goal of this updated guideline is to help perioperative teams eliminate these errors. Quote, The types of errors that occur in the pre-analytical phase can be categorized as errors in collection, container or requisition labeling, requisition forms, storage, transport, or quality. End quote, she said. Quote, Elimination or reduction of specimen management errors is important to prevent negative consequences, including patient harm, problems related to diagnoses, treatments, or procedures, or harm to healthcare personnel or the facility. End quote. This guideline was last updated in 2014 and will be available in the AORN eGuidelines Plus in December 2020. Team Communication A section on team communication was added in this update. In the previous version of the guideline, these recommendations were spread out in different sections. Quote, Communication is often one of the factors that contributes to medical errors. End quote. Khan said, quote, Bringing all the recommendations on communication together in one location will help the reader view the process as a whole and emphasizes the importance of these recommendations. End quote. The new section outlines that a discussion of expected specimens should be included in the pre-procedural briefing. This helps perioperative personnel prepare for the specimen management process, which can decrease the risk of errors and improve efficiency. The read-back method should be used between OR staff members to review the specimens that are anticipated but not yet excised, and the name, type, and location of the specimens on the sterile field, in the OR, or that have been sent to the pathology laboratory. The pathologist should communicate directly with the physicians regarding the diagnosis or other information about the specimen. If this is not possible, the pathologist may communicate with a perioperative nurse, who may provide this information to the surgeon using read-back verification. This communication can be documented in the patient's record. Vacuum Sealing Containment The containment section includes new recommendations on refrigerated vacuum sealing containment. Kahn indicated that, Although the literature on this type of containment has not changed dramatically since the previous version of the guideline, how the process is viewed, 
has changed. Quote, Previously, the literature suggested that refrigerated vacuum sealing preserved tissue, and now there is some evidence that the tissue preservation aspect of the technology may be attributed to refrigeration and not vacuum sealing. End quote, she said. Quote, While more evidence is needed on the topic of preservation, a decision was made to view vacuum-sealed containment as a containment device and not a preservation method, which created an opportunity for new recommendations on vacuum sealing containment. End quote. Specimens at least 2 centimeters in size may be vacuum sealed and refrigerated at 4 degrees Celsius, 39.2 degrees Fahrenheit. A standardized process should be in place when this method of containment is used. This includes the types of specimens that can be contained using this method and storage duration before being sent to the pathology laboratory. The vacuum sealing device manufacturer's instructions for use and the healthcare organization's policies and procedures should be followed. Preservation solutions may be used with a vacuum sealing method of containment. Processes for cleaning and disinfecting the vacuum sealing containment device should be instituted. The disinfectant should be approved by the healthcare organization and be compatible with the device based on the manufacturer's instructions for use and the organization's policies and procedures. Highly Infectious Specimens A new section on highly infectious specimens, such as from patients with COVID-19 or Ebola, was added in this updated guideline. Quote, The COVID-19 pandemic coincided with the revision process for this guideline and highlighted the need for recommendations on specimen management for highly infectious specimens, end quote, Kahn said. Quote, The goal was to review any available evidence on the subject and create recommendations to reduce the risk of exposure or transmission from specimen management activities, end quote. An interdisciplinary team comprised of infection preventionists, pathologists, surgeons, perioperative nurses, and surgical technologists should be assembled and tasked with creating policies and procedures for handling specimens from patients who have a highly infectious disease with a goal of reducing personnel exposure. Approaches for handling such specimens may include identifying the potential for a highly infectious specimen during procedure scheduling, communicating with other departments about the procedure, reviewing the management process during the briefing before the start of the procedure, notifying the pathology laboratory when the procedure has begun, specifying the packaging and labeling needed, determining how the specimen will be taken to the laboratory, having staff members available to immediately transport the specimen, and following communication processes regarding the specimen results. There also are additional considerations for containing, labeling, and transferring highly infectious specimens. These may include 1. Putting it in a rigid leak-proof container. 2. Disinfecting the outside of the container. 3. Taking off gloves and performing hand hygiene after collection. 4. Putting on clean gloves before container labeling. 5. Labeling the container. 6. Putting the container in another container or bag. 7. Putting forms in the pocket on the outer bag or container. 8. Following the organization's policies and procedures for labeling the outer bag or container. 9. Alerting the pathology laboratory of the expected arrival of the specimen. 10. Transferring the specimen to staff members outside of the OR for transport 
or removing personal protective equipment and leaving the OR with the specimen. 11. Using standard precautions during transport. And 12. Performing handovers directly to the receiving person and telling him or her about the disease status of the patient. Prion Disease Specimens A new section was added on specimens from patients with known or suspected prion disease, including Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. According to Kahn, prion diseases are rare, and patient care associated with them can be unsettling for perioperative personnel, making it important to clarify the specimen management activities for these patients. Quote, Specimen handling for prion diseases in the pre-analytical phase is not significantly different than for other specimen types. What is different is handling during analysis in the pathology laboratory. End quote, she said. Quote, Therefore, we added recommendations specific to communication between different departments to help provide clarity about when a prion disease specimen is expected. End quote. An interdisciplinary team comprised of neuropathologists, pathologists, neurosurgeons, epidemiologists, infection preventionists, scheduling staff members, perioperative nurses, and surgical technologists should be tasked with developing policies and procedures for handling specimens from patients with prion disease, with the goal of decreasing specimen errors and personnel exposure to the disease. Standard precautions and handling processes for these specimens should be followed. The guideline outlines the level of infectivity of specimens from patients with Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease based on tissue type. For low or high infectivity specimens, the pathology laboratory should be alerted when a patient with possible specimen needs is scheduled and about the impending arrival of the specimen. The specimen should be given to the receiving pathology personnel in person, and patient privacy and confidentiality should be protected during the handovers. The handover communication should include the patient's Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease status. Conclusion This updated guideline provides recommendations for managing specimens to help perioperative teams eliminate errors that can result in patient and personnel harm and problems with diagnosis or treatment. The new section on highly infectious specimens may be especially helpful for perioperative personnel during the current COVID-19 pandemic to help reduce their risk of exposure to the virus.